We have this superstitious belief that whatever you do on the first day of the year, let's say if you were crying on the 1st of January, then you will cry for the rest of the year. If you make a mistake, then you can make better mistakes. Uh. Hey Zesties, Happy New Year! You're listening to the Gleeful Talk Show where we share zesty stories to cultivate the happiness and hero within and out. On the show, we talk about personal experiences, relationships, pop culture, and society impacts. And we do have our occasional TV reviews as well. So if these are some of the topics that you're interested in, then keep on listening. So because we just entered the new year, I thought it's quite timely that we talk about New Year's resolutions. Actually, Zesties, after the new year has come to pass, like the 1st of January, I was quite relieved that it was kind of over. The holidays is kind of over because quite honestly, the past holiday season wasn't the best that I have. I don't know, maybe because of the life circumstances that I experienced lately. So it wasn't the best. And also I've got COVID. So I was quite relieved that we're back to normal where I have that structure in my life that I go to work, etc. I I know it's quite boring then, oh, why? Why don't I like holidays? But, you know, every holiday doesn't need to be the best holiday. I think as a society, we are too engrossed in making everything the best experience. And life isn't like that, I feel. So how about you? What do you think about that? Anyway, Zesties, because it's New Year, it has been a a tradition to a lot of people to do New Year's resolutions. And mind you, Zesties, I don't really do, I don't do New Year's resolutions anymore. (laughs) Personally, I just feel it's kind of useless, but that's just me, okay? I'm not digging on anyone who does New Year's resolution. Well, good on you if you are able to do that and able to really sustain that motivation during the year. But I just feel that for me, it just doesn't work. And self-improvement goals and resolutions for me can be done every month or even every day and not only on first of the year. And something like daily intentions. So that's what I've always been striving for. Because, you know, back in the day, I always do New Year's resolution. This this was when I was teenagers, right? So, and then it didn't really felt that gratifying in the end. And sometimes I forgot that, oh, this was what I was actually planning on at the start of the year. But the end of the year, you know, plans changed and motivations changed. So that's what I felt. But anyway, before we delve into that deeper, out of curiosity, and I'm sure that you have been as well, I was wondering where the tradition of New Year's resolution started. Was this just a marketing ploy? Was it just a gimmick? You know, like the Christmas season or the yeah the christmas season where it's red and white and everything like that it's actually a marketing ploy i think back in the day and it just become a tradition that's why all of us even though for countries that don't have snow still associate christmas to snow right i don't know if it's just me (laughs) anyway i thought where did the new year's resolution started 
So historically, the first recorded people who set New Year pledges, which became later known as resolutions, were the ancient Babylonians some 4,000 years ago. Can you imagine that? The Babylonians were also the first civilization to hold recorded celebrations in honor of the New Year. Their new year didn't actually start in January, but in mid-March when the crops were being planted. So, as what our new year is today, either the Gregorian or the lunar or, you know, whatever, much of the ancient Babylonians' new year resolutions were intertwined with religion, mythology, power, and socioeconomic values. No, Zesties, please indulge me a bit of a history lesson here because I was just so curious why and I wanted to share it with you guys as well. So in Mesopotamia, or the land between two rivers, gave birth to many of the world's first great cities. The city of Babylon is located between the waters of the Euphrates and the Tigris, south of Baghdad. Unlike the towns that fell and disappeared, Babylon was resilient, rising from its own ashes time and time again, even as new conquerors invaded and took over it. Now I digress, Zesties. By the way, there is a movie called Babylon starring Brad Pitt. And then I didn't really see the trailer. I'm just seeing posters. And I got intrigued because it's Babylon and I like to, to know about history. But then it's actually just a modern day thing. Anyway, I digress. So going back to what I've mentioned, the books of the Old Testament recount the exile of the Jews to Babylon following the sack of Jerusalem. By the time of the New Testament, the city had become a potent symbol, the corrupt earthly twin city to the pure heavenly New Jerusalem. But outside the biblical tradition, Babylon intrigued Greek and Roman writers who added the rich store of legends that came down to the present day. So basically, it was just some sort of a gossip, right? (laughs) Or, you know, like these word of mouth, perhaps, or some people just over-exaggerating things. Maybe that's what happened back in the day that the writers just were fascinated about the history of Babylon, that they may have exaggerated some of the aspects to it who knows anyway the site of babylon was first identified in the 1800s in what is now iraq later excavations undertaken by archaeologists established that the city had been built and rebuilt several times most notably on a lavish scale by its king nebuchadnezzar ii based on my research the babylonians have initiated the tradition of 12-day new year festival called akitu sounds a bit japanese don't you think anyway statues of deities were paraded through the city streets and rites were enacted to symbolize victory over the forces of chaos Now, this is interesting because whilst the modern-day New Year is celebrated with fireworks and booze, I do remember a lot of our religious festivals back in the Philippines that were preceded with parades and statues of saints on the streets, which we called procession. So I have a feeling that it kind of also sprung from that type of practice, but, you know, I'm just speculating. And I'm also not a historian after all. Anyway, during their New Year's festival, they plant crops, 
pledged their allegiance to the reigning king or crowned new king and made promises to repay debts in the year ahead. Oh gosh, I wish I was able to repay my mortgage within a year, right? So that could be a New Year's resolution, which is very hard to achieve. Anyway, the ancient Babylonians believed that if they fulfilled their New Year promises, then the gods would look favorably upon them in the new year. So that means, say for example, by the end of the year, say 600 BC, if you have fulfilled your promises when the year started, the gods will give you their favor on the new year ahead, 599 BC. So quite interesting belief, which is still like, if it's for the betterment of yourself, then it's fine. Anyway, this tradition was continued by ancient Romans and was previously initially celebrated on the 15th of March or the Ides of March, as this was the most important time where their Roman officials took office. Back then, there's no separation of church and state, I guess. So it was also that time that the festival of the Anna Perenna, an Italian goddess of the new year and the beginning of spring, was also celebrated. By the time Julius Caesar became emperor, he introduced the Julian calendar, which declared 1st January as the start of the new year to honor the Roman god Janus. Janus symbolically has two faces to look back on the previous year and to look forward in the new year. Janus was a protector of doors, archways, thresholds, and transitions into new beginnings. But Julius Caesar kept the tradition of pledges wherein the citizens would renew their bonds to the state and the deities. Blessings and gifts were exchanged and allegiances were pledged or renewed to the emperor. Similarly with the Babylonians, New Year celebrations and pledges were embedded into spirituality, power structures, and the societal fabric of the Roman culture. So again, thousands of years passed and Glee was born. <laughs> And I mentioned earlier that I really don't do New Year's resolutions zesties, but I did do it when I was in my teenage years. And then when I realized in my 30s, I felt like it doesn't really matter anyway because you can renew yourself every day. And here are some of the reasons and my realizations why I don't really do New Year's resolutions. And I wanted to emphasize that for those people who do New Year's resolutions practice or who practice New Year's resolution, good on ya, good on ya. I really actually admire those people who can sustain their motivation for the whole year, but it's just not for me. And in my personal opinion, the idea of New Year or fresh start, you can actually do it every day, not only just for the year. And if you make a mistake, then you can make better mistakes. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> What I mean is you can be a better person on the next day or the next moment, right? Well, making better mistakes can also be good too in a figurative sense, right? If you make a big mistake, for example, it will actually stick to you and then you have that learning embedded more, I'd say. But again, it's, of course, there's also a school of thought that if you know that you're doing a mistake, why do you do it? Anyway, that's for a different time and discussion. For, for me, my personal opinion is that there's not only one time to change yourself, to change your mindset, or to have a fresh start. And 
to me, waiting for the new year to do that fresh start is a bit too long, like 365 days or something. Or maybe I'm just too impatient or just not as motivated as some people. And I also think that why do we need to wait for the next year to change, right? If it's just for the sake of tradition, then it's not really doing you any good, I'd say. But again, this is, again, this is just my personal opinion. So no hate on those who can actually do it. I think a lot of those people who actually go to the gym or renew their gym memberships or start gym memberships on the January because it's part of New Year's resolutions. And I actually tested this way, way back too. Like the January month, it has the most gym goers of the year, which is very interesting, right? Because you do your New Year's resolution on January and just and it just fades away <laughs> in the rest of the year. So I realized that earlier and then that's why I think it doesn't work for me. And in the Filipino culture, we have this superstitious belief that whatever you do on the first day of the year, you will do that for the rest of the year. Or you have that kind of, I don't know, like, tendency let's say if you were crying on the first of january then you will cry for the rest of the year something like that and these superstitious beliefs it was because of the elders way back telling you that oh you should do this and you should not do that because you might do it for the whole year which is not good or good so when i realized that the start of the year for me doesn't define the whole year because i just think it's absurd and also I try, I try my best, but sometimes my best isn't enough. But anyway, I try my best to do conscious effort to be a better person every day. And although I do take breaks, because sometimes, you know, like if you put too much effort on it, it just wears you out too. So I cut myself some slack as well. Another example why I don't really do New Year's resolution because I do like it on an everyday basis was when my partner and I went to Europe and I enjoyed my time there because 2022 was a very stressful year for me, one of the stressful years for me. So I enjoyed my time because it has been a long time since I was out and about because of COVID and because of all the stressors, etc. So when I came back to Australia, I realized that I haven't been that much in touch with my environment, with my neighborhood. That's why when I came back, I actually went to gym, like really signed up for a gym membership. Now, to me, previously, I thought like it's a waste of money because we do have a free gym in our building, but it's just like the basic ones. But I realized that the reason why I wanted to go to the gym, aside from being healthy, is to really connect with the community, to connect with the neighborhood, you know. So then uh, after that, actually, I was really going to gym in a very good pacing and like maybe like three times a week. And the routine was really good. And I watched less TV because before when I came home from work, I always just watch TV and sometimes just too much TV doesn't do you any good, right? So it did help me in that way as well. Then I started going to the gym the last quarter of 2022. 
And it was good. Like it wasn't part of what I wanted to do in the first of 2022, but look where it got me. So that's why I think it's more important for me to just do it as I go, have a fresh start as I go. And another realization was that for me, sometimes you're just not ready to change by the 1st of January, you know? <laughs> you, you need to be emotionally, physically, psychologically ready to have that change, especially if you, if you want big changes. And it just, sometimes the timing isn't right. Like by the 1st of January or by the first week of January, I will sleep lesser or sorry, <laughs> I will sleep earlier <laughs> i have been sleeping very less anyway i will sleep earlier but you were up all night yesterday because you were welcoming the new year so to me sometimes the timing of the new year is not in tune with my rhythm of wanting to change and that's the most important thing for me myself being physically mentally psychologically emotionally ready for the change that i wanted to see on myself and another realization is I feel that some resolutions are there just for the wrong reasons. Like if it's just a tradition, then it's kind of a fleeting feeling that you want to change. That's why you don't maintain that motivation for the rest of the year. And yeah, you're just not going to stick it out. And that's what I felt back in the days. And then another realization is goal setting without giving enough thought to your goal setting or goal planning. So this is for some people. I feel that, for example, when we set New Year's resolutions, it's either we set it up right then and there or we set it up a month before. And again, my argument with that is that if you want to change, just don't wait for the new year, right? You, you can just change tomorrow if you're really excited about that change. And if you really want to change for the new year, then why not lay out your plans before the new year starts so that you have ample time to prepare yourself for the change that you needed. Maybe that would work for you. But again, that's just not for me because too much planning sometimes ruins it for me. Sometimes, most of the time, actually, I like to wing it. And I know that my co-host Ray from the Nerdy Fans podcast would really attest to this that I'm such a wing winger, I'd say. I just like to wing it. But again, the winging it depends on the situation, right, Zesty? So if you're going to an important meeting or an important job interview, let's say, then you don't wing it, okay? <laughs> there are some things that you can wing it and some things that you need to have extensive preparation for. And we need to determine the difference. <laughs> So for those people like me, don't feel bad that you are not in the bandwagon of making New Year's resolution or formulating your New Year's resolution because I think it's not for everyone and I know a lot of people also don't practice it anyway. And if you don't have a New Year's resolution but still want to instill those positive changes on yourself, then perhaps Instead of making a pledge or a resolution, make it a theme for the year. A theme is a word or a phrase that's intentionally set to guide you throughout the year ahead. You can set it in an area of your life where you want to develop and grow. And for example, 
it was around 2021 when I started my podcast, I just said that I wanted to start something new. And then because I was participating in other podcasts of some of my friends, I got inspired by them. So shout out Banana Q podcast. And so that's why in the first month of 2021, I started this show. And then when we are setting themes, I think it's really best to take into account the goals that we'd like to achieve during the year so that the theme can help us achieve our goals. Something like you would like to start a work-life balance in 2023 or more work-life balance in 2023. In having that theme, you do have wiggle room, wiggle room in the sense that you are not restrained to having a pledge of what you exactly you wanted to do. Like, unlike like, oh, I want to go to the gym, etc. So you have much more flexibility and wiggle room and you don't feel too much pressure because it's not as specific as just mainly going to the gym or just mainly going out by 5 p.m. out of the office, you know. So that's why it's a theme, right? It's like an overall vibe. It, it doesn't need to be exactly or as specific as you can. Although I know there are another school of thoughts there that you need to be specific on your goals. But in this context, you want to be more broad, I'd say. So a bit broader so that you are able to sustain and not feel too much pressure, basically. I mean, that's, that's how I want to put it because that applies for me as well. The benefit of having a theme is that it provides us a vision statement. And, and as I mentioned earlier, it's flexible. It provides us flexibility. It provides us a guide and will still also keep us on track when things don't go as planned and doesn't constrict you, but instead setting you up for bigger goals because you're not as, you know, constrained in that box of the new year resolution that you wanted to do. And again, another reminder is that we can do this any day of the year, right? Every day is a chance or an opportunity to be better. So how about you, Zesties? Do you practice formulating new year's resolutions or not if you're unlike me who have new year's resolution and you'd like to share it to the show please record a voice memo under one minute and email it to gleefultalkshow at gmail.com and you might hear your voice on the next few episodes or alternatively you can share it on our comment section on our instagram and I hope you had a wonderful start of the year's SDs. And if not, we still have 360 days to enjoy the full 2023 and the rest of our lifetime, right? So don't feel bad if your start of the year wasn't that great. There's always time. There's always next time. And every day is a new day. So no worries on that. Thank you for listening for today's episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please go follow, subscribe, rate the podcast and share it to your friends. It will definitely help the show grow. And you can also follow me on Instagram. That's at Gleeful Talk Show. If you'd like to keep me caffeinated, you can click on the link on the episode notes to buy me a cup of coffee or two. And thank you so much, Rara Suchin, for always supporting the show. And if you are into geeky and nerdy stuff, I do have another podcast called Nerdy Fans Podcast with my friend Ray. We occasionally publish episodes there, reviews of the shows that we watch. 
but this time our theme of the year is actually to be more consistent in publishing episodes and hopefully we'll achieve that by the end of this year and if you'd like to follow me outside of this podcasting world i do have a blog that's theambivertlife.com if you're interested in fragrances beauty lifestyle and travel so i hope you enjoyed this episode and i'll see you next week